0: I don't think a fire boon is going to happen mid season at this point. It does not seem likely. Is there anyone in your mind that can take the role of Yankees manager? Cause those are massive, massive shoes.
1: I think you are locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gautzullius, and with me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granado. Steve, happy Friday.
0: Happy Friday to indeed to you, Stacy, and of course to everybody out there watching today. And thanks so much for clicking on this episode and for all our new subscribers, by the way. We got a bunch this week, had a massive week. Yankees didn't, uh, but we did. <laughs> So that exists. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. Of course, this Fan Mail Friday edition is going to be only Fan Mail Friday. So you guys know the Yankees are playing the Royals this week, and you already know that. You can catch that on SiriusXM. You guys know all the details. Uh, that'll be this weekend starting tonight. But first, Stacey, we got to get to that number one question. And Of course, if you want to skip the line for Fan Mail Friday, all you got to do is join our subtext, a 14-day free trial down below, and our first couple of questions from our Subtexters, as always. Our first one from Betty. Stacy Betty says, Question for this week. When they showed a clip of Don Mattingly, it made me wish he could replace Boone. What are your thoughts on that dream? Stacy, Don Mattingly, Yankees manager?
1: The Stacy who grew up loving Don Mattingly would love that, but the Stacy who's an adult now and knows how bad the fan base is does not want that. Because any hint of failure they will turn on him so quickly that I don't want him to experience that I want his memories of being a Yankee to be somewhat happy memories and not you know because you know how the fan base can get and I'm just afraid of that happening to him I mean I would actually really like that but I don't see it happening
0: so I wanted to expand Betty's question here Stacey because You you talk about the fan base and we talk about the fan base here on the show as well. I think they're almost one to one and coverage that needs to be done uh, when it comes to the Yankee franchise. But the fan base has been screaming Fire Boon. They've screamed a lot of things, (laughs) but uh, in in those screams, you don't hear a lot of do this instead. So I wanted to ask that today. Fire Boon. But then what do you do? So, Stacy, do you have any candidates in your mind that could write the ship? Maybe not this year, because I don't think a fire boon is going to happen midseason at this point. It does not seem likely. Uh, I feel like that's going to be an off- offseason thing. So let's say it's offseason. Is there anyone in your mind that can take the role of Yankees manager? Because those are massive, massive shoes.
1: I think, well, the Yankees have to hire someone with experience this time and not someone who just grew up around baseball. Cause I feel like that kind of hindered Boone there. I mean, even though he's been the manager for so long, there's still some stuff that he does that it's just, yeah, that's that uh, we can get into that another time. I was thinking maybe Mike Matheny, and I know people are going to think, why? but he has the experience. He knows what it's like to take a team to the playoffs because he took the Cardinals to the playoffs. He also knows what it's like to manage a team that doesn't have anyone on it that can do anything because he managed Kansas city for how many years. And I feel like he has the experience of the good and the bad, and that could shape him into a better manager. And I feel like that might be something good for the Yankees.
0: You kind of mentioned a little bit of the characteristics of what it takes to be a Yankees manager. I think part of that is handling media, handling Mm. scrutiny, and handling the pressure. Um, I have three candidates for you. The first one, there's two of them I'm going to look to the World Baseball Classic for. I'm not necessarily saying these would all be perfect fits because there's never going to be a perfect fit. The first one I thought of was Mark DeRosa.
1: Interesting. Who, of course,
0: managed mm-hmm. Team USA. There are a lot of, I wouldn't say egos, but there's a lot of big names on that team. And you're managing in a high scrutinized tournament. You're managing on the world stage. You're managing in a sprint. So you know how to handle things. Look, I don't think Mark DeRosa is like the end all be all, but an interview maybe gets an interview. Did a great job with Team USA because remember, Team USA was not really (laughs) going well in the beginning offensively (laughs) and he didn't have the greatest bullpen nor the greatest rotation and took it all the way to the finals against Japan and just lost. So just saying. Another one I had, Bob Melvin. I think the way the Padres are going, I don't think Bob Melvin comes back in Mm. 2024 He is on the second year of a three-year deal with them. And maybe if the Padres can't make it, they get Bob Melvin in. Just throwing out there. Again, these aren't all perfect. The last one I have is the wild card for you, Stace. Benji Gill. Benji Gill was the team Mexico manager and has managed in Mexico before a lot and has been extremely successful in Mexico. He is currently an infield coach for the Angels. And everything, everybody says about Benji Gill is nothing but positivity. And everything everyone says is, why doesn't this guy have a major league managing job? Mm-hmm. So, Manji Gill is bilingual. He has won championships. He's taken the Team Mexico deep, real deep this past WBC. And again, nothing but glowing reviews about him and that everyone has said that he can handle managing in major league baseball. So... Just throwing Hmm. that out there. Those are my three, DeRosa, Melvin, and Gil. Stace, you went with Matheny. Drop in the comments down below here on YouTube, who are your candidates? If you're saying fire Boone, you got to have an answer. Those are (laughs) ours. Uh, Thank you, Betty, so much for your question and for being a subtexter. We have more subtext questions, Stacey. This one coming from Jay. So one of the other YouTubers says they should call up Rortvet. But if one of the catchers doesn't get hurt, how can they unless they trade or DFA one? I just don't see them doing that unless Trevi or Higgy is hurt. Just wondering your thoughts. Rortvet is doing great in AAA. Thank you, Jay, for your question and for being a subtexter. Stacey Ben Rortvet to the show. Um, we know on Thursday the Yankees made some moves. Uh, they did put Donaldson on the IL 60. They instead went for a pitching move to add to the bullpen. So went down to 39 and right back up to 40. So they would need to make a 40 uh, wouldn't have to make I'm sorry, a 40 man move, but they would have to send somebody down at this point. Stacy, do you think work fed to the majors is plausible?
1: At the moment? No. Um, but we talked about this was it yesterday show or the day before where we were you were saying that they could do the three catcher thing, but also use work um, more as a DH in that situation. Yeah. But I don't see that happening just yet.
0: Yeah. It doesn't seem likely at this point. I'm not opposed to a three catcher roster. Um, if you have guys to fill the spots, you have as who's already uh, can rove around all over the place. So, you know, that in your, is in your back pocket. Um, Franchi's likely going to get sent down here shortly. Um, but you do have some guys rehabbing now, right? Yeah. So, Doesn't seem to be roster space at this point, like you said, unless there is a trade, which stay tuned. Thank you again, Jay, for your question. One more here in this segment, one more from our subtexters. This is coming from John. Question for Fan Mail Friday. Stephen Stacy, what was the first baseball game you ever attended? My first baseball game was the 1963 World Series fourth game as a little boy may have been bad for the Yankees, but I saw Mickey Mantle hit that one home run. I was hooked. What about you, Stacy? Do you have a memory of your first attended baseball game?
1: Yes, uh, two. Dad took me and three of my friends to a single-admission doubleheader against the Toronto Blue Jays in August of 1983. We're coming up on the 40th anniversary of that game. Yankees swept. We were sitting in the first row of left field and back then the in the old stadium because they had pushed the wall forward at some point, but the wall came all the way back. And between the two games, my dad was talking to Dave Winfield because my dad just talked to everyone and as an eight-year-old, almost nine-year-old, I was just sitting there with my mouth open, not believing that my dad was talking to Dave Winfield. And I remember what I wore. I remember what I ate. I remember the sights and the sounds and the smells and everything. And it was such a difference from watching on TV, from like watching it is so different than walking in there and seeing everything and everything seems so big to me and i just was like this is the best thing ever and i never want to not go to a baseball game and i was hooked more on baseball than i ever was before and uh yeah it was great we saw in one game they hit four home runs the yankees and it, it was like crazy but yeah it was one of the best days of my life still you know nearly 40 years later and it really made me fall in love with baseball
0: that's awesome (laughs) <laughs> uh, I don't remember mine because I was baby, baby, baby <laughs> young. My dad, I had to ask my dad, I was like, do you remember the first game you took me to? Uh, I was like, it had to have been Dodgers. Right. Uh, we lived in LA County growing up and uh he's like yeah he's like i can't really remember either it might have been 1993 or 1994 and he's like I-, I felt like there were really good seats because uh, i think he's the, my friend bottom uh bought tickets and i took you and your sister so i was a baby i was one two years old maybe when i mm-hmm. went to my first game the first game I-, I can't remember exactly that i remember but my one of my earliest in stadium memories was doing one of those little league days at angel stadium uh so this was likely would have been back when they were uh the california angels uh pre pre anaheim so it would have been a walk around the track i think i was probably somewhere around five maybe six so this is somewhere around 1998 99. Uh, yeah. And I just remember being like, this is, this is cool. This is like, so sick, like just being so happy and like looking up and seeing how big everything was. I definitely remember that. And, uh, I was on the pirates at the time, undefeated little champs. Uh, so yes, that that's my first baseball memory. I went to my first Yankee game at Yankee stadium last season during an off day, uh, when I was working with the rail Riders. So I remember that. I remember that.
1: My first Uh, game could have been a Mets Braves game in Atlanta when I just literally turned three years old. It was the day after my third birthday and my dad almost took me. He was taking my two cousins cause we drove to Disney world and we were on the way home. And my one cousin, it was a big Mets fan cause they live out in Long Island. And my dad said to my mom, you know, should I bring Stace? And she's like, no, she'll stay back in the hotel room. You know, you'll take her to a game another time. And uh, it took until 1983. That was 1977. So I'm glad Jeez. actually because it would have been really funny if my first game ever was a Mets Braves <laughs> game in Atlanta <laughs> yeah, that would have been a little different mm-hmm. uh,
0: drop your memories of your first game down below Of course family Friday every Friday we do these episodes and as you saw all the subtexters get their answers first you can do that too. information in the episode description we need to step aside we got more of your burning questions next
1: For a championship team it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories head to eBay Motors. With eBay guaranteed fit you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just Add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions apply.
0: back now on Lockdown Yankees. Hey everybody out there. You guys already know this. Royals series. Yankees Royals starts tonight on Sirius XM. Catch it all right there. You can download the Sirius XM app today and search for the Yankees broadcast. Stace, more questions. Uh, this is coming from pretty much every dayers at this point. Like every dayers already know about Fan Mail Friday and they usually hop in here. Uh, I believe this is a new one, however. This is at Martin Rober 249 on YouTube. How realistic is a potential trade of Otani to the Yankees by the trade deadline? Stacy? why don't you give me a percentage of what you think the likelihood of that trade could be?
1: 0.01%.
0: Wow. That's brutal. <laughs> Come on. I'm giving it at least a 10%. Because <laughs> I could see the Yankees like going for it, mm. like ill-advisedly going for it.
1: Right. Right. Uh, all right. All right. <laughs> Maybe 3%. <laughs> hey,
0: look at that. See, there you go, Martin Rober. I got you a couple more percentage points. I'll go up to it. 3%. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I mean, the angels are looking for uh, things to compete this season, potentially. So... Unless they completely tank the next two weeks, which is still possible. Uh, thank you for your question, Martin Ober. thanks for our Martin Ober. Pardon me. I've been saying Robert, Ober. Uh, thanks for uh, joining the Fan Mail Friday family. You got another one. I think this is another new one, Stace. At Morris 83, is the hiring of Sean Casey an ultimatum for Boone? Like, bring in your guy to fix this or you're gone at the end of the season. Stacey, ultimatum. And of course, we already t- dipped our toe in the Boone talk. But uh, is that hiring? Like, sorry, bro, you're out of here.
1: I don't know. I don't know if it's sorry you're out of here or making it more comfortable for him because they're good friends. Like, I don't, I don't know. Because it almost feels like no matter what happens this season, I feel like they're still not going to get rid of Boone. And I don't know why. It's just so strange that in my adult life, the Yankees have had three managers. (laughs) Where when I was a kid, it was like every other week, it felt like they had a new manager and it's just really so strange that they're keeping him around. I mean, honestly, and I say this all the time, he should have been gone after the ALCS. There was no excuse for that. It was awful. And, you know, the previous owner would have fired him probably before that, actually. but I don't feel like this is an ultimatum. I really feel like they brought in Casey to make him more comfortable and to kind of make it a little more relaxed because things were getting, or and they're still getting more tense. I mean, his post-game comments last night, like you could just tell that Boone has had it at this point with this team. And uh, things are not going right. You, saw, you even saw it with Rizzo the other night. He was just so dejected that he couldn't even really answer questions right. And Boone is getting to that point too. So... Yeah, I don't think it's an ultimatum. I think it's more of a making him comfortable sort of thing.
0: Yeah, between that, the Rodon kiss, the Canley blow up. I mean, <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> it's tough in that dugout right now, guys. Uh-huh. And I also think I just want to throw this out there. I think it's okay to admit when you don't have answers.
1: Yeah. You don't have
0: to always have the answers. Right. I think it's okay if Boone just says, I don't know. We're yeah. going to keep looking at tape. And we're going to sh- keep trying to figure it out. Cause yeah. Like, look, man, sometimes you just don't have the answer. You just don't. Yeah. Uh, so uh, a word out there. I'm not trying to be Mr. Boone defender here, but uh, I think it's they're human. They know the game. I, I don't think Boone doesn't know baseball. <laughs> he no, he knows, knows the
1: game. Yes. Yeah.
0: But, uh, you know, there's it's it's a lot of work, man. This is not an easy job. You may think it's easy when you're sitting at home, but it's not exactly an easy job. Uh, there's a lot of things behind the scenes too, that you don't realize you have to deal with. Um, thank you for your question at Morris 83. This is coming from Jack Harrington, six, nine, seven. When will you guys admit the season is over? It looks pretty over right now. Jackie asked this twice. Don't think I don't see it. I see it. Look me in the eyes, Jack. It ain't over, over. It ain't ever over. It ain't over No, it it's ain't over. No, it, we'll, we'll admit it's over when they get eliminated.
1: Right. <laughs> They're not eliminated yet, so it's not They're over not yet. They're no. still
0: over 500. They're yeah. still over 500. You don't know what's going to happen. Look what happened on the Rays right now.
1: Yeah, no one talks about the, the Rays. It's over. At this point, as we record this, because you all know we do it the night before, the Rays are 3-11 in July, and no one's talking about this. So, you know, a lot of teams are going through bad stretches. I know the Yankees have lost 9-11. of That's really bad. But – all teams go through this stretch and you don't know what's going to happen in August in September with the Yankees. So it's not over yet, guys. I mean, how many times have you watched baseball seasons? It's yeah. not. Not yet. Not, not with not this over. team. No.
0: Ain't over, bro. Ain't over. Thanks for your question, though. <laughs> all all joking aside, thanks for being a part of it. And yes, yeah. I saw both of them. I saw both of them. I read all the comments. Mm. Uh, one more here in the segment, Stacey. Of course, we still have more coming up. This one coming from Jaden Aliva, 119. Who's your favorite Yankees player? Now, you could take this in a couple directions. There's obviously right. the all-time, and then there's the current roster. I'm going to expand this question, Stacy. Give me your all-time and then your current roster.
1: All-time is still Don Mattingly. Still. And this current roster, I guess judge.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a lame answer. It's a, I mean, it's like picking a jersey at the store. You're like, all right, well, there's the judge one.
1: Yeah. I mean, I like, there's no one it's because I cover them now, you know, I know we're not like in the locker room and we're not, you know, we don't have that much inside information, but I feel it feels different now that we cover them five days a week that I, I it feels weird having a favorite player, if that makes sense, because I feel like I need yeah, to I be a that. little more not so biased in a way. Yeah. Um. But he's my favorite one to watch. Cause he's just so much fun he's just so good when he's on and uh like amazing you know I, I always joke about him being like a superhero and he really is
0: uh I'm gonna go with current roster I've said it a couple of times I love Oswaldo Cabrera man <laughs>
1: that's my guy
0: I don't care how he's playing uh I really got to know him last season with the Rail Riders and immediately was like man this guy's cool he's just a cool dude just a cool guy to be around and uh the nicest kindest would like always give you the time of day always say hello kind of person i'm just like man just infectious energy i just i just love it um so as well as my current answer i think all time uh the first one that came to mind was jim abbott i think that's a pretty tough one to beat yeah pretty tough one to beat uh you guys have been hanging out in the comments a lot and i'm gonna keep asking you for more of your answers because i like ask i like reading your answers to these questions Who's your favorite Yankees player? Huh? Tell, tell me about that. Huh? I, I like learning about you guys, too. And uh, if you're a subtexter, why don't you text us that, too? I, w- I want to know what our subtexters say. Who's your favorite Yankees player? Um, we're going to take one more step aside. When we come back, we have a couple more questions wrapped up Fan Mail Friday. Back now on locked on yankees our final segment of the week what a week it was sheesh uh hey you can catch this weekend series on sirius xm against the royals you guys already know that uh we got a couple more questions here today stace so let's go ahead and get to those this one coming from uh, again our youtube viewers at amos george eight one two four asking us What's up with the Jersey sponsor? It ruins the aesthetic of the pinstripes and the tradition of the team values. We can't grow facial hair, but we can sell out to an insurance company. Will you be happy to wear it? Not me. Stacy Amos George, coming in hot. (laughs) I know you're coming in hot too. Stacy. now is finally your time to shine. Just let it rip on the Jersey sponsor.
1: I mean, uh, it's just another way for them to make money You know, because Hal's all about making money, no matter what he says. They all are. They all are.
0: That's why they exist in the first place.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, there's a reason why they're mostly never broke, because they're always making money (laughs) and they're always finding ways to make money. Um, I kind of agree with the hypocrisy, though, because, you know, they always talk about the tradition of the pinstripes and not messing things up and having to be clean and business like and this and that. And I feel like at this point, I used to be one of those people who was for the facial hair policy because, you know, you see these other teams with guys who look like they could house animals in their beards. And I still don't like that. But a clean beard, you know, longish hair, you know, Cole got away with long hair. His hair was pretty long. I'm surprised that they were able like he was able to have that. Um, I don't mind the sponsor, but I do kind of it is it is pretty kind of big on the sleeve I I can kind of understand why the people who are traditionalists don't like it but I really think the Yankees need to change things up wear different road jerseys maybe do navy with the New York on top and pinstripes on the bottom for home games. sometimes like I feel like they need to change things up and not just have the traditional pinstripes at home road grays on the road like I kind of want them to mix that up um you know, enough with tradition. It's 2023. It's we're over a hundred years into the <laughs> history of this team. And I'm sick of them being boring for the love of God. Hey, where's my city connects at? Yeah. I mean, they could do something really cool with a city connect set. Oh, I mean, yeah. I know the oh, yeah. city, I mean, technically the city colors are orange and blue, which would be kind of funny if they had to do it in met colors. <laughs> but I think there's a way that they could get away with doing Yankee colors. Yeah. Um, like uh, even embracing the Navy. I hate
0: Jersey sponsors, 100%, hate them in every sport. Hockey has the helmet sponsors, I hate those. Um, I hate the NBA ones, I think they look terrible, they look awful. Um, I will say this, I don't like the star insurance ad right here on the sleeve. Uh, This isn't a little league team sponsored by the fire department, but (laughs) at least, at least, it's not as bad as the Padres Motorola one that thing is massive it is the entire sleeve so at least it's not the motorola one right um Two more questions today, Stacey. This one coming from at Hawkeye4205. A lot of new people today. Uh, Is a Sam Breen slash Matt Blake-like overhaul to the hitting department slash evaluation possible this offseason? Thank you, Hawkeye, for your question. Um, I think when you're looking at the trajectory of the Yankees, you can look no further than this most current draft, which by the way, they still have not signed Rock Riggio. Keep an eye on that. The deadline is Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern. Keep your eye yeah. on that. Yeah. Uh, he's the only one they haven't signed yet. Anyway, back to the point. The Yankees seem pretty set in their ways on what their plan is organizationally. Big bats. That's what they want to do. Big bats. So when you're talking about hitting, uh, I don't think the Yankees are willing to change their ways just yet. Um, maybe some small tweaks here and there, but a complete overhaul. I think that might be out of the question. They seem to be pretty set in their ways. Just look at this most current draft. Uh, Mm -hmm. Thank you, Hawkeye, for your question. We have one more, and I'm not going to lie; it's kind of it's all caps and it's hard to read. El Presador Gesi. I have no exactly. I have no idea. Okay, anyway, thanks for your question. Uh, Love the podcast. Thank you. At this point, do the Yankees just blow everything up and trade people away? It's frustrating to see other teams call up young prospects and the Yankees sleep on theirs. Stacy, blow it up. What do you think?
1: No. I said it yesterday, did I say yesterday or the day before? The days are running together, people. This week was a rough one, okay, you know. Um, I feel like they're gonna do a combo of buying and selling in some way. I don't think they're gonna completely blow it up. Um, And even if they have a horrible lead up to the trade deadline, I still feel like they have that mindset where, well, we can go on a roll and still somehow make the wild card. So I don't think they're gonna really blow it up because they never really do. The one year that you kind of expected them to do that was 2016. And that was when they got rid of Arod and they called up Judge and Tyler Austin and they started like the stuff with Sanchez and they started getting the ball rolling. So it's been a while since they did something like that. But I feel like this year they're not going to do that. I don't think they're going to blow it up yet.
0: We'll have more on that next week. As a matter of fact, we're doing an episode next week about that. Are the Yankees the buyers? Are they sellers? What do we think? What do you think? Again, you've been hanging out in the comments here today, so make sure to answer that. What do you think, buyers, sellers? Uh, I have a feeling it's going to be skewed in the seller favor, (laughs) considering how our last poll did, by the way. We can also talk about that next week. Just a little tease for you to hit that subscribe button. And of course, Trade deadline coming up here soon. So make sure you subscribe for that because we're going live on trade deadline day with live coverage to get you ready for the final push of the 2023 season. And that's all coming up. Join our subtext. Thank you to our subtexters. You guys have been great. And I hope you guys have been getting a lot out of it too. Some great information and just like direct contact with Stacy and myself. Um, all that info in the episode description. That's gonna do it for this week's Locked On Yankees. I'm Steve Granato.
1: And I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. We will see you on Monday.